Hello and welcome back to Beauty Brains in a Big Mouth, the podcast. I am the beauty and the brains behind the podcast. My name is Kim. And today we are going to talk about something. I know I say this a lot on the podcast, but obviously I would not be bringing it to you if I didn't genuinely feel this way. But this was so profound. It's one of the things that I enjoy most about social media because it does give us a chance to connect with so many people in so many different ways. A lot of the things that I see on social media are from complete strangers, complete strangers. I rarely see anything, and this is not a dig to (laughs) the real people, like my real life people that I follow on social media. It's not a dig to you, but rarely do I see anything that is truly mind-blowing and profound in that area. Granted, I don't follow a lot of real people um, on social media because that's not really how I like to use social media. I definitely use it more for inspiration. I want to find those mind-bending things. I want to know what other people are thinking about and how they're applying that in their life. And so that's one of the things that's just most surprising actually, um, but enjoyable about continuing to use social media. I know that social media has its faults, but I choose to look at it in that way. And so today we're talking about um, a video that I saw. Guy on Instagram um, just gave us a little food for thought. And he said, do you find yourself trying to understand people's behavior more than your feelings about it and so it really was just more a comment on it's I guess it's kind of twofold the overarching societal narrative about how society makes us feel bad for having a negative reaction to someone's bad behavior, but also how you deal with that in your life, especially when it comes to the different relationships that we cultivate in our lives. And so if you think about the societal narrative, um, and when he said that, it really was like a gut punch because I find myself doing that all the time. Somebody will do something or somebody will have some negative behavior. And I say, you know, always preface my reaction with, I'm not trying to be ugly, or I don't mean this in a bad way, or whatever. You know, I I always try to preface it with that. Because I guess maybe I'm trying to take the sting out of my reaction. But to be honest, I shouldn't feel guilty or feel bad for having a negative reaction to their bad behavior. And it almost feels like I'm trying to excuse it. And when I thought about that, I was like, wow, you know, because if I'm going to preface it in that way, then I might as well just not say anything at all, right? Might as well just keep it to myself. <laughs> because if if that that preface kind of just acts as a, it kind of counteracts, you know, what I'm getting ready to say. So 
the effectiveness is gone. And I think about that a lot, especially when you have repeat offenders. And so it's like, again, it's almost excusing the behavior. And if you're going to do that, then you might as well not have a reaction at all. And then I think about what he said about, do you find yourself trying to understand the behavior more than your reactions and your feelings about the behavior? So if we think about that in the relationships that we cultivate, you know, our friendships, our family, our coworkers, our romantic relationships, where do you fall on the spectrum with these people um, that play some kind of role in your life? Obviously, the closer they are to you, probably the more and the deeper you do this, right? Trying to understand their behavior versus how you feel about it, right? And so that coupled with a society that tells you that you should be more understanding, right? Um, a society that basically wants you to minimize who you are and your feelings about a situation and a person in the name of understanding and having sympathy and empathy and giving grace and all of those things. Uh, when at the end of the day, sometimes you need to, it's, it's almost like putting you on the back burner which doesn't play out very well, especially, like I said, when you have those repeat offenders, because it's almost, it's, it's telling you to maximize your self-awareness for those that lack it. And I've come to see that that has a really big problem in a lot of spaces. Just seems like there's a lot of people out there that lack self-awareness to a detriment to themselves and to the people around them. And when you are a person that's pretty comfortable in your self-awareness, it becomes difficult to deal with those that lack self-awareness. Because again, you're sitting there trying to understand their behavior, where they're coming from, why this is happening, versus how you feel about it. And if it's a closer relationship, that's ultimately only going to hurt you. Again, especially when you have a repeat offender, because people who lack self-awareness are not going to be the first ones to apologize. They're not going to be the first ones to understand that their behavior is unacceptable and they need to modify it they are definitely not thinking about the effect that it's having on you. And so in a situation like that, you have to be able to step up and claim some of that back, right? Um, and it could be as simple as you pointing out to the other person, hey, this behavior is not okay for the following reasons. And also too, letting them know that this is not a one-off right? Uh, I've experienced this with you before and it's not okay because a lot of people, especially those that lack self-awareness, want to blame their behavior on environmental factors. 
and they want to say, oh, well, because this happened, this was my reaction. And that is when you need to, again, step up and point out. But, you know, last week when this was going on and blah, blah, blah was happening, you reacted the same way, you know. And so at a certain point, you have to be okay with holding that person accountable. How they react to it, out of your control and something that you can't be concerned with. Again, that goes back to you amplifying your self-awareness to make up for their lack. And you cannot do that, especially in close with relationships. No matter where those relationships fall, again, if it's a friendship, a romantic relationship, in the family, at work, You've got to be okay with prioritizing yourself because that's what it comes down to, right? See, he said, do you spend most of your time trying to understand someone's behavior or understand your reaction to it? Because if you're minimizing the importance of understanding your reactions and your feelings towards their behavior, by trying to just understand where their behavior came from, why they're behaving in this way. You're saying, what I think about it doesn't matter. The effect that it's having on me doesn't matter. And that's not okay. That's not how relationships work. And so I find that interesting because it also connects to another video that I saw. Um, And this one, is connected to some research that people have done on relationships. And uh, the premise of the original video was that a man was upset because his girlfriend broke up with him and he didn't understand why. And she was basically like, well, I'm not happy. Like I'm miserable in this relationship. And he did not feel that that was a good enough excuse for her to break up with him. He basically said that, you know, well, it's a relationship. There's a certain amount of, permanent unhappiness or tolerable misery that you're supposed to put up with in a relationship. Yeah, I got to give a moment to that one. Tolerable misery, permanent unhappiness. Like that's a given when you're in a romantic relationship. There's a a certain amount (laughs) that you're supposed to be able to put up with. And that is not a reason to get out of a relationship. And so I thought that that was very interesting that you have people out there that think that that is acceptable, that things like that in a relationship are okay and I'm supposed to put up with it. Again, I'm minimizing myself and my feelings. I am not prioritizing my well-being in this relationship because that's how it's supposed to be because this is a normal like baseline for happiness or unhappiness now if i dip below that then that's cause for breakup but as long as i'm sitting at baseline i'm supposed to put up with this and this is just how i'm supposed to live my life and that was just mind-blowing because it made me think about the line in the Sex and the City movie 
where the girls were sitting around and they were talking about like being happy in your relationship. And Charlotte said, you know, am I happy all day long? No. But am I happy every day? Yes. And I thought that was so powerful because you choose, you have a lot more control in this life than I think people realize. You choose. It is up to you. You can be happy every single day. You can be happy in your relationships every single day. You can be happy with the people that you choose to have in your life every single day. And like Charlotte said, is it all day every day? No, because stuff happens and stuff happens that's out of our control that may have a negative effect. Sure, but you can be happy every day. You can get up in the morning and choose happiness every single day. Now, how long it lasts throughout the day? That's another question, but you can choose that. And so to accept that there is a level of tolerable misery or permanent unhappiness that you have to put up with just to be in a relationship with somebody is ludicrous. And I think that this connects to that level of self-awareness, right? And it can go both ways. You can be so so unaware of yourself that you don't even know that you're choosing to accept this level of tolerable misery just to be in this relationship. Or you can be so self-aware that you know what you're doing and you choose to do it anyway. Now, I think that that probably needs a little bit more unpacking because it's like, why? (laughs) Why stay in a relationship where there's a level of tolerable misery when you can be in a relationship where there's just blinding happiness? So I think that that gives a lot to think about. Self-awareness and lack of self-awareness are two things that um, can work in tandem. Uh, But I think if they're not balanced out, it really can become a problem, especially in a relationship. And we're thinking, um, you know, in a relationship is supposed to be symbiotic because when a person, you're always going to try and compensate for where your partner lacks And self-awareness can be hard in that way because you're coming from a place of understanding that other person rather than understanding how you feel about it. And so when all of your time is taken up by trying to understand the other person, the way you feel about it gets pushed to the side. And... If you don't take the time to unpack and kind of address how you feel about the things that are going on in your relationships, the behaviors that your partner is exhibiting and things of that nature, it's you get to that point where it is a level of tolerable misery. It's I've put up with this for so long. This is my baseline. This is what has become acceptable to me. Um It's like when you take pain medication for so long, you build up a tolerance to it. You have to take more of it for 
it to be effective, think about that analogy in a relationship. It doesn't work and you don't want to get there. So I thought, you know, both of those concepts were extremely profound. And again, I say that's why I enjoy social media so much and I enjoy the evolution of social media. You know, I'm, I'm not too proud to say that I do remember the MySpace days and (laughs) MySpace definitely was not used in this vein. So I think that the evolution of social media and how we can share what we share with people has become um, very enjoyable for me. It's so inspirational. I love to just get on there and and find these videos where people are just talking about stuff, right? It's it's stuff that's out there. It's stuff that they may be discussing with their friends. Maybe it's stuff in academia that's, you know, has a lot of research on it. And we connect it to these social issues that we are experiencing today. And you put that spin on it to try and talk to, you know, the different generations. And it's it's beautiful. I love it. I love it because it allows me to do what I do. I love finding these little bits of of information and these little videos that I found that I find that speak to me on a different level and being able to get on here and speak to you guys about it Um, because it helps one. It helps me kind of work through it. I appreciate that. (laughs) It helps me kind of gather my thoughts and, and figure out how I feel about these things because I know that if it is, if it's important enough for it to be talked about and be put on social media, then I know that it's like a thing, right? Like the masses are dealing with it. And so it feels important enough for me to work through and figure out how I feel about it. And so bringing it to this platform and talking to you guys about it is, you know, helpful for me, but also I love to hear more thoughts and more opinions on it too. Diversity of thought is something that's so important to me um, and something that I cherish, which is why I do a lot of the things that I do. I love to hear different opinions on things because maybe I'm not understanding it in a way that's most effective for me. And if somebody can open my eyes to a different thought, then that is so important for me. Um, and so I, I, you know, I wish other people felt that way too, uh, especially when you think about some of the things that are going on in the world and how we interact with each other. But diversity of thought is a good thing, people. <laughs> and I'm going to leave it at that. So that's going to do it for this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Again, head to the show notes and leave me your thoughts about tolerable misery or just self-awareness in general. Um, have you had these experiences in your relationships? Uh, what did you do about it? Have you done anything about it? Or was this just as mind-blowing and profound for you as it was for me? I'd love to know what you all think. Again, you can follow this podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can rate this podcast five stars. And you can listen to this podcast anywhere pods are casted. I hope you enjoyed it, and I'll see you in my next one. Bye, guys.